Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. We're going to read Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 4. Somebody said, uh, is that in the Bible? (laughs) I believe it's right before Malachi. Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. Zechariah is right before it. We'll start reading at verse 6, and uh, and we'll also read Acts. No, let's read um, Luke chapter 1. Let's read Zechariah first, and then we'll all go to Luke together. Okay. Verse 6, the word of the Lord says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, this, this is an angel. Uh, then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain? We sang about it tonight. Amen. They're, they're talking scripture. Somebody say, who art thou? O great mountain before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. Somebody say, the foundation is laid. His hands shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small beginnings or small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro from the whole earth. Amen. Somebody say, by his spirit. Amen. Let's go to the book of Luke. Chapter 1. You can be seated, but, but follow along with me. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Elbow your neighbor and tell him he's a good dude. (laughs) 
Let me sit down. That's the only time you could call me dude. <laughs> Just kidding. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 1. And start reading at verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. They were doing everything right. And they had no child. Because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. When they would burn incense, they would go into the holy place beyond the first veil. And the rest of the people stayed on the outside. How many know the, the priests went into the holy place and ministered for the people unto the Lord? And he burnt incense unto the Lord. And the incense is a representation of the praise and the prayers of the saints. Amen. And so Zechariah is is burning incense before the Lord and, and all the people are outside uh, in, the, in the outer court. They're praying. Somebody say they're praying. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. I love how the word of God is specific. Don't you love that? And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled. And fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. How many know he's speaking a prophecy? The angel is not just speaking words. He's quoting a prophecy from Old Testament scripture. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? Or how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. Man, I love this. And the angel answering said unto him, 
I am Gabriel. Think about it. Do you feel that? How's this going to happen? I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. My goodness. And am sent to speak unto thee and show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. Oh, wow. Because you didn't believe what the angel of the Lord was saying, you're going to be dumb. You're not even going to be able to speak until after it's already been performed, which shall be fulfilled in their season. I want to preach to you tonight on this subject just for a little while, hopefully a little while. A season of fulfillment. A season of fulfillment. I wonder if you could just lay your Bibles down right where you sit. You don't have to stand up. Just stretch your hands towards heaven right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, ask the Lord to speak to you tonight. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would move. Lord, on this congregation of people, God, I pray, Lord, that you would trouble, Lord, the waters tonight. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would stir our spirits. God, that you would move by your mighty power, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let every eye be a seeing eye, every ear a hearing ear, every heart a receptive of your word. Cause us to hear what thus saith the Lord. Cause us to see in the spirit those things that you're speaking to us, Lord, plainly. God, will give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. all over my face and in my suit and get up. Praise the Lord. Thank you. A season of fulfillment. As I was praying this week and and uh, seeking God um, actually the last couple of weeks the Lord has dealt with me on a, a certain passage of scripture and um when the evangelist on Sunday night got up and began to preach um, at the anchor of Zanesville, uh, he began to confirm a lot of things in my spirit uh, that the Lord had been dealing with me about. And uh, the verse of scripture that he read from was, was uh, Acts chapter 1 uh, and verses uh, 7 and 8. If we could put those up on the board. Uh, tonight so that we could read from that. Um, the Lord really has been impressing upon me um, uh, from this uh, passage of Scripture. And the story, we'll get to the story that I read. I, I believe it all ties together. 
um, and we'll get there hopefully before 10 o'clock. And the word of the Lord says, for he was, understand that in the first chapter of Acts, that Jesus has showed himself to all of his disciples. He has been resurrected. He showed himself to over 500 people at one time. Uh, he has led them out as far as Bethany. And he is giving them final instruction before he's ascended back uh, into heaven. And he tells them, and he said unto them, it is, uh, let's go back a little bit. Let's go to verse 5. Let's just read a little bit. For John, let's go to verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time Restore again the kingdom to Israel. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his power. Amen. And when, when he began to read the passage of Scripture on Sunday night, it all came together for me. I began to understand what the Lord was trying to say to me because it is in the power or the authority of God. And he went through on Sunday night and talked about the power, that the, the word power there in verse number 7, go back, is exousia, which means authority. And then the, the word power in verse 8 is dunamis power, which means ability and strength. It means the ability to make something happen, the uh, divine ability. It's the, it's the ability of God, but it's, it's more, it's, it's not the authority to do something. It is the power to do something. Amen. It is the, the strength or the ability or the fortitude to make something happen. Amen. And so he said the, the, the authority is in the Father's hands. Uh, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons. It's not for you to understand when things are going to happen. Come on, it's not, it's not for you to understand it. And if you look up the words times and seasons, it means a, a certain specific time, and it means a, a stretch of time. It means uh, a, a certain period or an appointed time or a season of time. It's not up to, to us to know when it's going to happen or in what season it's going to happen. It's not up to us to understand those things. It's not up to us to, to know those things. Those things are in the power of God Almighty. They're in the power of the Father. They're under the authority of God. Amen. There are certain things that we are not going to know. There are certain things that we're not going to totally understand. Come on. There are certain things, even though we want to know them and we desire to know them, they said, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Is now the time? Is this the season when you're going to kick the, the, the Caesar off of the throne and you're going to take control in Israel. And he said, quit worrying about the wrong stuff. It's not up to you to know the times and the seasons of when things are going to happen.
happen. But then he goes on to say, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. It's not up to you to understand the seasons or the times when prophecies are going to be fulfilled or when things are going to happen. It is up to you to understand the power of God that I'm about to pour out in your life. It's not the authority, but it is the strength. It's the ability to accomplish my mission in the earth. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so he told him, he said, you shall be endued with power from on high. Go to verse 8. Stay with me. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come on you. Notice that, that, that the power is coming on us when the Holy Ghost came on them. Amen. And he told him to go to Jerusalem and tarry. Don't leave Jerusalem. Stay there until the promise of the Father comes. Stay there until you be endued with power from on high. Stay there until the Holy Ghost comes. But you're going to receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you're going to be witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And the Bible says that when he had spoken these things he ascended up in into heaven and was gone from their sight and they stood there gazing did you see that was so cool did you see that he's gone right he gave you a command why are you standing there gazing into heaven, right? And all of a sudden, two men stood beside them. And the Bible, they were angels from God. Why stand ye gazing into heaven? Come on, why are you still looking into heaven? The same Jesus that you saw ascend, he's going to come back in like manner. But go to Jerusalem. Come on, it's time to follow the commandment of God. Quit gazing into heaven and do what he told you to do. Somebody say, do what he told you to do. Amen. We know the story, how that they went to Jerusalem and they gathered together over 120 of them and they began to pray and make supplication unto the Lord. They, 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 were, they were seeking the face of God. They were waiting on the promise of the Father. They were, they were waiting on the Holy Ghost to, to fall upon them. They were waiting for the outpouring of God's Spirit upon the earth. He said, go. You're going to be filled not many days hence. Go and wait on it. Go and wait on it. Somebody say, go and wait on it. Go and tarry. Don't move until you get it. Don't, don't leave the upper room until you get it. Stay in Jerusalem until the power comes. I want to tell you, keep seeking the Holy Ghost until you get it. Don't let go of it. Keep seeking it until you get it. Because when you get it, it's going to be power from on high. Amen. Seeking the face of God. Praying unto the Lord. Uh, no doubt they were testifying. Talking about all the things that Jesus had done while he's on the earth. They, 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 were, they, they were talking about the miracles probably. Talking about all the things that he had done. Raising Lazarus from the dead. No doubt Lazarus was in the upper room with them. Come on. There was over 120. Mary and Martha, his, his sisters were probably there. Mary the mother of Jesus. Come on. All the apostles. All of the people that have seen miracles happen. That have been touched by the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. They're waiting for the promise of the Father. Somebody say they're waiting. 
And then suddenly, there was a moment. Somebody say, there was a moment. There was a season. There was a, a moment that that which Jesus talked about. Come on. That which Joel talked about. That which the prophets of old talked about. I'm talking about ancient prophecies. Hundreds of years before this day happened. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost. There was a, a season that came upon the apostles. There was a suddenly, there was a moment of time when it all had come to a head. And they were on the brink of the fulfillment of the outpouring of the Spirit of God that had been prophesied by God's Word. And suddenly there come a sound from heaven like as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Hey Amen. There was an outpouring of the Spirit of God. They all started speaking in tongues. They all got it at the same time. Cloven tongues of fire. I'm talking about fire. I'm talking about Holy Ghost fire. I'm talking about the Spirit of the living God had descended upon their altar. That which Jesus had done had descended the Holy Ghost. And the fire of God had fallen. Amen. We need the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we need the power of God. How many want the fire of the Holy Ghost? I want the power of the Holy Ghost working in me. I want it in me and through me and upon me. Every word I speak, every step I take, everything I put my hand to do, I want to be fueled by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Ah, they were drunk in the Spirit. Amen. They were sitting when they got it. I heard a guy teaching one time back when we had... Uh, cable TV. It's been years ago. I don't have cable anymore. So much garbage on there. But I had it on the uh, Christian Broadcasting Network. I, what's it called? Trinity Broadcasting. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. And this guy was teaching about the day of Pentecost. And he was deader than 3 o'clock. I mean... He was, they used to say, from the first church of the refrigerator, you know. I'm talking dead. And he's teaching, well, when they were. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came and noticed that they were all sitting. And so that does away with all of that shouting and all that nonsense that goes on in some of these other churches that, that's what he began to say. And I was like, that was before it came. I started yelling at the TV. <laughs> Quit trying to teach about something you don't understand. Come on. I was yelling at him. He couldn't hear a word I was saying, but I was mad because they were sitting before it came. Come on. They were, they, they were sitting when they received it. 
Amen. I believe that you can get the Holy Ghost while you're sitting, while you're kneeling, while you're standing, while you're washing dishes, while you're doing the laundry. Come on. While you're going about your daily routine, I believe the Holy Ghost can fall on you in whatever state that you're in. I don't care. But it spilled out into the street. After the Holy Ghost came, there was revival. There was fire. There was life. There was resurrection power. It spilled out into the street. They were dancing. They were, they, they were acting a fool. And there's all these people in Jerusalem, and they're like, what is going on? What's wrong with these people? Right? Well, what did they say? They said, what meaneth this? These guys are drunk with new wine, right? Peter heard them talking. He heard them talking about what was going on. What's going on with these guys? These guys are drunk with new wine. Peter stood up and he said, ah, hold on a minute. These men are not drunk as you suppose because it's just the third hour of the, of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel that in the last day saith God, I'll pour out my spirit. Amen. What was he saying? This is a prophecy being fulfilled. This is a season of fulfillment. This is the word of God coming to pass. These guys aren't acting a fool. They're not drunk on new wine. They're filled with the spirit of the living God. Clap your hands and love him. Amen. An outpouring of the spirit of God. Amen. Prophecy fulfilled. With stammering lips in another tongue will I speak. Come on. I won't just write my, uh, my, my law on tablets of stone. But I'll, in those days, I'm going to write my law in their hearts. I'm going to put it on the inside of them. I'm going to put my spirit, my, the essence of who I am, on the inside of them. I'm going to put my life, my ability, my, my resurrection power, come on, my fire on the inside of them. And make them new creatures in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Power. How many know it was power? Power from on high. Amen. It was the power to be witnesses. It was the power to fulfill. Come on, somebody. The Great Commission. It was the power to become all that God had purposed. Amen. How many know that that was the plan from the beginning? It was all about the resurrection. Somebody say, it's all about the resurrection. Amen. It's all about the Spirit of God. It's all about the moving of the Spirit of God. It's all about the outpouring of the Spirit of God. The, the, the life of Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ, don't mean anything without the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And how many know my Bible tells me that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by His Spirit. How many know that it's the outpouring of the Holy Ghost that's the resurrection and life of Jesus Christ. None of it means anything without the outpouring of the Spirit of God. If Jesus was still in the tomb, what good would the cross be? Come on, if he was still in the tomb, then what he preached wouldn't have mattered. 
If he'd stayed in the tomb, if he stayed dead, if he'd stayed dead just like some other man, come on, but how many know he wasn't like any other man? He was God's seed planted in the womb of Virgin Mary by the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost. My goodness. Amen. He resurrected. Somebody say, he resurrected. He's not in the tomb anymore. He has the power over death, hell, and the grave. He has power over every enemy, over every adversary, over every oppressing spirit. He has power. He has power over every sickness, over every disease, over every spirit and principality and spiritual wickedness in high places. He triumphed over all of it, making a show over it openly. How many know he is God Almighty and he's in control? Somebody say power. We need Holy Ghost power. Amen. When they got the Holy Ghost, they were equipped with everything that they needed. Amen. How many know that these guys, these 12 apostles, these 11 apostles, they were, they were followers of Jesus Christ. They, they knew the scriptures. They knew the Old Testament scripture. They knew it inside out. But it wasn't until Jesus opened their understanding. Come on, how many, how many remember that? When he opened their understanding, they began to understand completely all that he had done and all that he had fulfilled and everything that he had accomplished. When he came, over 300 prophecies were fulfilled in the life and the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the outpouring of the Spirit of God. Over 300 prophecies fulfilled. I want to tell you that Jesus was a season of fulfillment and he's still a season of fulfillment. Amen. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say we need it. Amen. We need it operating in our lives. Amen. We need the Spirit of God. How many know the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God? When God poured out His Spirit, it was the Holy Ghost that He poured out. And the evidence that they poured it out was they spoke with other tongues. And magnified God as the Spirit gave them the utterance. How many know that that is the initial evidence? That is the, that's the beginning. Somebody say, it's the beginning. Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get the Spirit of God. How many know He is the teacher? He says, you shall not, not need men to teach you, but the Holy Ghost will teach you. He'll show you all things and bring all things back to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Amen. He's telling them that the scriptures that you've learned from a child, when you get the Holy Ghost, it's all going to make sense. Come on. When you get the Holy Ghost, there's your eye, your spiritual eyes are going to be open that you're going to be able to see. You ever hear Jesus talk about they have eyes, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. They have hearts but they understand not. Why? Because they don't have the Spirit of God. In order to understand what God is doing in the earth, you've got to be controlled and moved by the Spirit of God. In order to understand what God says, you've got to have the Spirit of God. Somebody say amen. Man, I have so many notes. Amen. 
1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 13. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Amen. There's a lot of things that, what is he saying? There's a lot of things that men have not seen and men have not heard and men have not understood about what God has for them. Amen. Because they can't see it with their eyes and hear it with their ears. Amen. How many know that you have natural senses, but you have spiritual senses? Amen. You have natural sight, but you have spiritual sight. You have natural hearing and you have spiritual hearing. Come on. You have a natural understanding, but you have spiritual understanding. And in order for your spiritual eyes and ears and understanding to be opened, that has to be through the spirit of the living God. When the spirit of God breathes life back into your spirit, there will be an understanding come that you never had before. Come on. There will be something happen on the inside of you that was not there before. God is igniting your spiritual senses. Somebody say amen. He's saying there's a lot of things that I have for people. There's a lot of things that I want them to understand. There's a lot of things that I want them to, to receive. There's a lot of things that I have set aside for them. I have a lot of things set aside for them, to have things for them to see and know and understand, but they cannot understand it because they have not been revealed. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Somebody say, by his spirit. For the spirit. Somebody say, the spirit. Of the Holy Ghost. Searcheth all things. <laughs> yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man. You can't know it by yourself. Come on. Knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Amen. We have to understand that there's a lot of things we don't know within ourselves. We're not going to be able to learn our way to understanding or knowing the things that God has for us, but God will reveal us into knowing what he has for us, but it's not going to happen because of our intellect or how many hours we spend reading books. It's going to happen when we get in the spirit of God and start feeling after the spirit of the living God and let God open our spiritual understanding so we can see what he has set aside for us. Somebody say amen. That we may know the things. I believe that it's God's desire for us to know the things that he has set aside for us. But we think that we're going to church our way into it. 
Amen. The, the church of the 21st century thinks that they're going to church their way into the things of God. And I got news for you. That's not where it's going to come from. Amen. Church is a place where has been set aside so we can gather together, where we can iron can sharpen iron, where people can be saved, where people can be healed, where lost people can come back to the cross. Come on. Where lost people can come home, where lost people can understand who Jesus is. Amen. But if we're truly going to know what's going to, well, what God has set aside for us, we're going to have to get a hunger and a desire on the inside of us to seek the face of God, to set aside the things of the world, to set aside our fleshly lust, to set aside entertainment, to set aside those things that take up all of our time and get a desire for God. Amen. There's got to be a place set aside for him. And when we begin to pray and seek the face of God and fast, the Lord will visit us and he'll show us things that we have not yet seen. How many believe that? Amen. I believe that there's a place in the spirit that he wants to take us. That we cannot receive in the current state that we're in. There has to be a transformation. There has to be a desire for God to move in our lives. Somebody say amen. How many believe that God wants you to know? It's through the spirit of God that we begin to access realms of the spirit, realms of the heavenly, revelations in his word. Amen. There are times that we desire to know. How many know there are times where we don't know? Somebody say amen. How many of you ever know what I'm talking about? There's times you desire to know. Uh, there's a lot of things you do know. The Lord has showed you and revealed to you. Uh, but there's a lot of things that you don't know. And there's a lot of the things that you don't know that troubles you. You know what I'm talking about? It's not the things that we know that trouble us a lot of times. Sometimes it does. Come along with knowledge comes sorrow. Amen. Sometimes knowledge troubles us. Amen. But there's times when we, we, we don't know certain things that we're troubled in our spirits. Amen. There's times when we don't know the answer. There's times when we, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. There's, there's times when, when we don't know where to go from here, what the next step's going to be, uh, when we, we don't even know how to pray. How many know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been there? You've been in a situation where you don't know. You don't know how to pray. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know what to do about this. I, I don't know where to go from here. And, and, and it seems like the more you search and, 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 and seek God and, and, and the word, the, the, the more lost you become. That's because that there's, a, there, there's a place you got to go in the spirit in order for him to show you what you need to do and where you need to go. And sometimes he will not actually show you what's going to happen or what's troubling you or, or what's even uh, what, what 
how even to pray. But the Spirit, the Bible says, will help our infirmities. The Spirit of God will help our infirmities or our weaknesses when we don't know how to pray as we ought. That the Lord, the Spirit of God, will make intercession for us. Come on. The Spirit of God begins to make up the hedge and fill in the gap and become what you need. I'm telling you, when you got the Holy Ghost, you have access to the divine will of God. You might not even know the words to speak, but with groanings and moanings that cannot be uttered, the Spirit of God will pray unto the will of God for the saints of the living God. I'm telling you, church, we need to access a place of intercession in the Spirit of God that will be the breakthrough for our future. It'll be the breakthrough for our community. It'll be the breakthrough for our family. Amen. Amen. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. For when we know not what we should pray, for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. There's got to be a, an intercession that overtakes us, church. God wants to take us you know, to a place of prayer that we've never been before to break walls down to break strongholds to destroy spirits in this city mm. how many know how many know what I'm talking about it seems like lately I can't even pray without interceding I was having a conversation with Luke and when you're a pastor's son like he said on Sunday night Pastor's kid, you're, everything's transparent. He said, Dad, well, what's a burden feel like? And I said, uh, it's heavy. It's very heavy. And when you go to pray, it presses on you. It feels like a weight. And when you go to pray, all you can do is begin to cry and to weep and to moan. Come on. And there's a deep place in the spirit that it touches. And it feels, it actually causes your body to convulse. It affects your physical body. Amen. It is the depths of your spirit and it comes from the very foundation of your being. It is the spirit of God making intercession to the will of God. Amen. We don't know what the will of God is. We don't know the times and the seasons. We don't know when he's going to bring everything to pass that he has spoken by his word and by the prophetic word, but it is through the prayers of the saints of God and intercession in the spirit that God begins to make things happen in the earth. And I told him that. And he said, I was praying. I went to the church and I was praying and I felt a very heavy weight. And all I could do was cry before the Lord. I said, that's a burden. That's a burden from the Lord. Let it pray. Let it pray. Let it pray. 
Amen. We got to get into our prayer closets and quit just, just doing two plus two equals four. And God just meet my finances. And God just give me enough money. Give me enough food. Oh, help me with my house. Help me with my job. We need to start taking on kingdom business and praying kingdom prayers. Praying things to pass that are kingdom minded. Amen. When the Spirit of God settles upon us uh, through the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, it'll cause you to pray things to pass uh, that you never thought could happen. Come on. How many know that he says uh, that he is able to do exceeding uh, abundantly above uh, all that we can ask or think uh, according to uh, the power or the dunamis uh, that works in us? Amen. How is he going to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think? That's because when we go to prayer, we don't pray according to our minds, but we get in the spirit of God and we let the spirit of God take control. And with groanings and moanings that cannot be uttered, God begins to pray for us. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't think the things that God has prepared. Come on. There are, there are thoughts or prayers that we haven't prayed because we can't think that high. Come on. We can't think that big. We can't think that far. He said exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. If you're play, praying out of your own intellect and what you can conceive in your mind, they're only going so far. But if you get in dunamis, if you get in the spirit, if you get in the Holy Ghost and you begin to let the Holy Ghost pray, things will begin to happen exceeding abundantly above things that you never thought you could fathom. Healings, divine miracles, will happen. Somebody say amen. You'll begin to say, I never thought I'd see that person in this church. I never thought I'd see them pray through. I never thought that I would see them get out of that wheelchair. I never thought I'd see them see again or hear again. I never thought I'd see them walk again. I never thought that I would see them live the way that they're living. Come on, somebody. Uh, there, there, there's, some, there's things that God wants to do that's exceedingly and abundantly above. Do you believe that? We got to get in the spirit. Somebody say, get in the spirit. In 2 Timothy, when Paul is talking to, talking to Timothy, he Tells him in, in perilous in the latter days perilous times will come. Amen. Tell, talks about all the things that that will be happening and and the church will be. And he talks talking about the church. He said they'll have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power thereof. What is a form of godliness? Yeah, it's, it's a pattern, right? It's tradition. It's, it's religion. It's, it's a form of godliness. It, 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 looks, it looks godly. 
it, it looks, uh, it may look on the outside like it's, like it's something of substance, like it, like it's, uh, like the Pharisees. He said, "You look good on the outside, but on the inside, you're ravenous wolves. You're, you're, you're whited sepulchers. You're, you're whited graves. You know, you're. Uh, you, there's a form of godliness, but you deny the power. Look up that word power. It means dunamis. It's dunamis power. It's Holy Ghost power." It's the power that comes on us through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The only way that we are going to be and understand the plan and the will of God is we have to operate in the Spirit like never before. We got to get in the Spirit. We got to pray in the Spirit. We have to walk in the Spirit. We have to become uh, disciples of the Spirit of God. Come on, somebody. We got to do everything in the Spirit. Somebody say, in the Spirit. done. Am I wearing you out? In the book of Luke, we talked about a story here where there was a man named Zacharias. Zacharias was a man that was, the Bible tells us that he and his wife Elizabeth were righteous before God. Walking in the commandments and the ordinances of God. They were blameless. They, they had it down to a T. They were blameless. They, they knew the letter of the law. They knew exactly how they had to live and how it had to be done. They were good at it. They were righteous people. Somebody say they were righteous. They had no child. Zacharias was a, a priest. And his, his lot was to go in and burn incense before the Lord. And the Bible says very specifically that he was executing his priest's office before God in the order of his course. He was doing according to what God had commanded him to do. He was a priest. He was doing it the way it needed to be done. He was being faithful in it. He was fulfilling his duty. Somebody say he was fulfilling his duty. <laughs> According to the custom of the priest's office, he went in before God and was doing his duty. An angel showed up on the right side of the altar of incense. Zacharias. The first thing I noticed when I read this was that Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell on him. Okay? So, first sign, if, if, if the heavenly starts showing up and you get scared, you're, you're kind of out of touch with what God wants to do. Come on. He got fear. How many know fear is opposite of faith? When we feel the heavenly fall on us or descend upon us, come on. We know what that feels like. We felt it in this church. We know what it feels like. When we feel the heavenly, that should cause us to move a little bit closer. 
Come on, let me let me get a little closer to that. Let me. I, I got to get a little bit more. Amen. But some people, when they feel it, they're like, "Whoa, what was that?" Right? If you're stepping away from it and you're getting fear instead of faith, then something's wrong on the inside. Somebody say something's wrong. Fear fell upon him. The angel said, "There's no need to be scared." Your prayer has been heard. Obviously, Zacharias had been praying for a son. Amen. He'd been praying for God to move in his situation, his life, his circumstance. Right? Lord, I need you to help my circumstance. I need you to help me. (laughs) Come on. I need you to do something in me. Come on, in my circumstance, in my family. Amen. How many pray that way? I need a child. I want a child. He he wanted a child. He didn't have a son. They they had no child. And and he prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for himself. Somebody say for himself. And the angel said, your prayer has been heard. And And the angel begins to recite Not word for word, but if you paraphrase it, he's saying the same thing that was said in the Old Testament prophecy in Isaiah about John the Baptist. Okay? John the Baptist was the forerunner. Stay with me here. I'm going somewhere. He was the forerunner. He was the the one that was sent to prepare the way for the Lord. Amen. He, he was one cry, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight paths for your feet. Come on. What shall I cry? He said, cry all flesh is as grass. Come on. All flesh is as grass. There's got to be repentance. How many know that John the Baptist had a ministry of repentance? And he had a ministry like Elijah. The spirit of Elijah was upon him. Come on. And how many know that the when the angel begins to tell Zacharias, the son that Elizabeth is going to have is going to be one that walks in the spirit of Elias and he's going to go into a desert place. He's going to be a forerunner and prepare the way for the Lord. Amen. Zacharias twice dead plucked up by the roots, man. He is quoting Old Testament scripture. This is a priest He should know who he's talking about. Right? He should know. He should. But he was caught up in that mountain that stood in front of him. Right? He had been praying about his own situation so long that he forgot about God's purpose. Amen. He's so caught up in what's going on in his own life that God's purpose took a second, uh, a backseat to what he was praying. And how many know when you quit praying about God's purpose that your prayers will lose their life? Mm. Amen. All of a sudden, Zacharias is like, well, how am I going to know these things? Angel got mad. I believe he's like, what are you? You've got to be kidding me. 
I just laid it out there for you. I just set you up with a perfect spike. Come on. I just set you up with a perfect alley-oop dunk, and you blew it. Amen. You're so worried about your own situation that you forgot about the purpose of God. Amen. But here's the thing. The son that he was praying about was coming through the purpose of the Lord. Amen. What God was going to do in the earth with the forerunner, he was going to bring through the loins of Zacharias. It was the prayers of Zacharias that were heard that was going to be answered with the purpose of God. And we're so caught up in our situation that we think there's no way the purpose of God can come to fruition in my life. said, dude, you missed it. Man, you missed it. Zacharias should have understood. Hear me. He should have understood the season. Amen. He should have understood because the season, uh, the, the seasons and the times are in the Father's power, right? Authority. But whenever God starts to bring those things to fruition, he starts talking about it. Don't he? Whenever he starts bringing those things, he's going to bring them to pass, all of a sudden he starts talking about it. Amen. He starts witnessing it by his spirit. Uh, you, 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 start, you start hearing the preachers saying the same things, talking about the same things. Whenever it starts to come to pass, whenever it's going to get ready to happen, that prophecy that's been spoken, he'll start bringing it to the forefront. It will start being uttered through the voices of the prophets and the voices of those who are in touch and in tune with the spirit of God. Here Hear me tonight. Zacharias was so out of touch that when the word was spoken, he was so out of touch with the season of God. He had doubt in his heart and he could not receive it. Man, he couldn't receive it. How am I going to know this? You should have already known. <laughs> Amen. I've already been praying those prayers. Come on. Amen. That's how the Lord works. I've already been, Lord's already been dealing with me about that. I've already been praying those prayers. He was so caught up in his tradition. He was so caught up in his duty. He was so caught up in what he didn't have and what wasn't happening and going through the motions of religion that he gave up hope of the prophecy ever coming to pass. And when the word from the angel was spoken to him, he didn't have the faith to receive what God wanted to do. Amen. God forbid that we would sit on a church pew and dry up and blow away. And when the Spirit of God starts moving, we don't have the, the faith to receive it. I'm telling you right now, we need the faith to receive the season of fulfillment because it's on us. It's upon us right now. It's upon us right now. Stand all around the building. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Mm. 
Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, let the Spirit of God begin to move. Come on, come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me today. said you're stepping into a season of fulfillment. There are ancient prophecies that are going to be fulfilled in our day. It's going to happen. There are things that have been spoken that haven't happened yet. But we're stepping into a season of fulfillment. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know if anybody else is receiving this. Maybe I'm speaking it to the atmosphere. But we're stepping in to a season of fulfillment where things spoken are going to come to pass. Our reaction to it. What we receive from it personally will be dictated by how we receive it the word of the lord the promise of the of the lord are yea and amen when the preacher gets up and starts talking about the promises of god there should be an amen in your spirit so be it somebody say so be it so be it unto me as you have spoken, Lord. Amen. When the angel spoke to, to, to Zacharias, he couldn't see it happening. I don't know about anybody else in this place, but when the Spirit of God speaks to me, I want to say, yes, Lord. God, let it be unto me as you have spoken. Amen and amen. God, I receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive every prophecy being fulfilled. I receive a season of fulfillment of your word in my life. I receive it. I receive my loved ones coming back to the Lord. I receive it, Lord. Every word that you have spoken, I I receive it in Jesus' name. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care where you're at or what you're dealing with. You need to hear me tonight. There need, don't, don't you dare say, I, 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 how can I know this? How can this happen? Come on. You need to, you need to realize tonight that God is all powerful and he's all knowing and he's exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. You got to get in the spirit of God and let the spirit of God begin to show you what he wants to do, where he wants to take you. Come on. Let him begin to pray the prayers that need to be prayed. 
afraid. Come on with the groanings and moanings that cannot be uttered, reaching a place in intercession that you can only go in the Spirit of God. Zacharias, and he heard it. Doubted it. The angel said, Because you doubted it, you're going to be dumb. Through this whole season of blessing, I tried to show you a for, before time, and you wouldn't receive it. And because you wouldn't receive it during this season of fulfillment, you're going to be on the outside looking in, not able to speak and be a part of it. Not able to reveal what the Lord showed you. Not able to be a part of the joy because you, you, you can't speak. You're dumb. You've made dumb by your doubt. What's he saying? These things are going to be performed. Because God's word never lies. If it's been spoken, take it to the bank. Come on, somebody. Take it to the bank. It's going to happen. But because you doubted it. Because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. That's what he said. The season's given to the Father to know. But it's up to us to be prepared for, hear me, when that season comes. Come on. It's up to us to have the faith to respond to it when it happens. He prayed prayers that he never thought would be answered. And how do I know that? Because when he heard the answer to it, he responded in doubt. He prayed prayers. He prayed the right prayers. He prayed them in the right season at the right time. But he did never thought that they would be answered and proof when it was spoken that it was going to be fulfilled. He doubted. Come on, can somebody just get some faith tonight and say, I believe it, Lord. I believe it's going to happen. I believe that I'm stepping into a season of fulfillment. That's not in my power. That's in your power. But I believe it. I believe it. I believe it in Jesus' name. It's up to me to walk in the Spirit and trust the Spirit of the living God. Pray the prayers He wants me to pray. Be obedient to the call of God when He's calling me to prayer. And that Spirit will make intercession unto the will of God. And when that promise comes, when the answer comes, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. You'll be ready. How many's ready for the promise? Come on. How many's ready for that, that season of fulfillment? How many's ready for that promise to be fulfilled?
Come on, I'm going to open these altars right now in the name of Jesus. It's already been spoken. It's, it's already been spoken. It's been prophesied. God has spoken it. It's going to come to pass in his season. Quit worrying about when. Quit worrying about how. Quit worrying about things that are outside your control. And just operate in dunamis. Operate in the spirit of God. Operate in what you do know. That he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Operate in the spirit of the living God. Operate exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think through the power that worketh and prayeth and operates in you. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.